Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No! Somebody, me, Lee Gerstman, why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition! All right, welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. With me, as always, is Mr. Mr. Wow, we're doing a really long album, aren't we? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Lee, this sets you Lee. up to give me a very long album, doesn't it? Uh, I'm not that cool, but <laughs> but but we'll see. Or I'm setting you up for a really long Dream Theater album. <laughs> oh, no. There you go. There you go. Um, but, but no, I mean, um, there's, there's, there's some albums that I'm very now looking forward to shoving on you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we also have a guest. Introduce our guest, Lee. Hey, Tim. How are you doing, Tim? Tim, where was Nick? Is that right? Where was Nick? Huh? Where as Nick? Where as Nick? Okay. Where as Nick? Where as Nick? Right on, man. How? Yeah, yeah. Right on, buddy. So for, for this long album, I picked somebody who likes to talk a long time, Lee. <laughs> oh, you mean me? Yeah, both I of you. <laughs> I'm just joking. But yeah, because so we, we did the Fastway interview with him, and he was very knowledgeable, so might as well bring him on for this. Cause this well, is our, hey, right on. This will be our first album in a series of live albums, or I think we're going to call it a live album series. This is uh, part oh. one. And then Lee, you'll pick a live album that you like. We'll review live albums because I don't think if really... I if I have an album that I like that's live, okay. Well, then I'll pick them all because I like a lot of live Why? albums. <laughs> I'll pick I'll, I'll pick one just to just to pick an album because I really don't see any podcasts doing live albums, you know, because they want to do like new music albums, and I love live albums. I grew up with live albums. Ario Speedwagon, fucking. UFO, fucking oh, shit like that. Cheap trick. Rush. Uh, Rush. Magma. Magma. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Live one. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I saw them live, and they have a great album that I might want us to do. Ted Nugent, Their Double Live Gonzo. Their generally about 30 minutes long. <laughs> so, you, you know, you have to be kind of on your toes for it, but, but they're good. And also Ted Nugent, Double Live Gonzo. Come on. Man. Oh yeah, of course, <laughs> You're 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 gonna mention all the albums that I pick. So why do we even have to surprise anybody then? <laughs> well, we don't know what we're gonna do next. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do this like once a month. We'll do a live album a month. And then, like 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 do the Lee Gersman live at the. Get the fuck out of here, club. <laughs> <laughs> or some, you know. Something like that. But today we're doing uh, Jimmy Page and the Black Crows live at the Greek. 
Um, yeah. It, this was produced by uh, Kevin Shirley, who produces all the Maiden albums now, which is pretty cool. Oh. I like him. Uh, a lot of people don't. But um, this, is a, this is a concert that I knew was happening, and I didn't get tickets for it. It's right in my area, and I'm like, uh, damn. <laughs> when I listened, oh. when I bought the album, when it came out. And they were supposed to do some Black... They did Black Crow songs live with Jimmy, but they couldn't release it on the album because of a record company shit. Uh, so, because they, they did Wiser Time, No Speak, No Slave, Remedy, and Hard to Handle with Paige, which I mm -hmm. hope they release one day, because I would like to hear the full version of this concert. You might not, because it's probably too long for you. Uh, mm. But also, um, I was reading that Chris doesn't really care for Led Zeppelin or Robert Plant's voice. And this was kind of boring yeah. for him to do. And I was like, damn! He, he oh. apologized for the album. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he but, said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, damn! But his brother well, loves Jimmy um, Page, man. I was like, I was like sitting here going, what? <laughs> I was like surprised. I never knew that. So I was re doing some research on this album mm. that Chris really doesn't care for Robert Plant's voice. So Eric, RMCP, George, there's some other guy out there who hates Led Zeppelin, but actually sang their songs. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he considered it a job. Yeah, he considered it a job. <laughs> well, okay. But the thing is, he said, I'm not a big fan of Robert Plant's lyrics or his singing, so it was... It was part of a little boring for me. <laughs> yeah, he considered it a job. I really so didn't have much fun doing it. <laughs> so my question would oh. be, naturally, why do it? I know, why did he do it? But I think the results are, my opinion, pretty damn good for some guy who thought he was I bored. I'd say in, in some cases, yes. And This, um, album, this album, okay, I mean, I was going to save this to the end, but might as well do it now. This album, I'd never heard it before. I I knew it dropped, and I knew of it, but I'd never heard anything on, of it before. I'm not the biggest Black Crows fan. They're all right. They're good, but you know, they're they're better cover bands out there. I like I like what you said, Tim. Um, so when I heard it, you know, when I got done and I was I I thought about what I just heard. I was like, man, this album pissed me off at times. And it, other, um, me too. Times, I'll just leave it at that for now. Other times it was phenomenal, you know. But and I and I gotta say right up front, the the stars of this album, as far as I'm concerned, the were the drummer and the bassist. They carried this album. Period. Huh. Right. I mean, start to finish every song, they were tight and right. And I can't say that about the lead singer. I can't say that even about the guitars. But I can say that about the bass and the drums. They were rock solid. All right. They and were. On here, it was enjoyable to listen just because of them two. Okay. That's cool, man. But I was totally surprised. Um, I, I'm a. Uh, spoiler, I'm a huge Black Crows fan, and I just saw them a couple weeks ago with Dirty Honey opening. Uh, mm -hmm. Chris's voice has not changed whatsoever. He could still hit all those notes. That's and, damn And it's fucking, uh, 
The singer of Dirty Honey, dude. That guy is like Robert Plant reincarnated, though. Oh, Dirty Honey. They are an up-and-comer. There's no doubt about it. Oh, fuck, man. The first, like, independent band to hit number one on the uh, rock, uh, Billboard Rock uh, charts. Yeah, they, they could make a lot of money in this business if they are smart. Yeah, man. Yeah. They are really good. But let's get into this album, man. Let's. Uh, we get into the first track, which Lee picked. Celebration Day. So here's Celebration Day by uh, Jimmy Page and the Black Crows on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Have a celebration day. Why'd you pick this song, Lee? It's a pretty good version of this song. It has enough of its own groove where I can appreciate it on its own merit instead of comparing it to Led Zeppelin's version. Even though I prefer Robert Plant's vocals to Chris Robinson's, but everything else is right on. What'd you think about it, Tim? I agree with that. Uh, I agree with that, really. I mean, I, I, I got some notes here on these songs, and I put down great opener. It's definitely a mover, and uh, he, but he's trying to sound like Robert Plant too much at times. When yeah. He's, and it's not. You're Chris Robinson. You're not Robert Plant. Don't even try to attempt to be Robert Plant because you're not. <laughs> yeah. But he's trying to be, and it's like it's it it, it it you can hear it in his voice. And I I've never seen any of the videos for this. You know that that came off of this. So I don't know if you know how he was acting on stage or anything, but I don't know. Just at times, not the whole time, not the whole song, but there are just times when you just gotta cringe and you know if you didn't like Robert Plant singing, then don't try to be Robert Plant. Yeah, <laughs> I totally disagree with you on that, and I think he sounds like Chris. He's not trying to be Robert Plant. He's singing it with a southern tinge in his voice. Robert Plant doesn't have a southern rock tinge and this the song sounds like it's southern rock zeppelin to me <laughs> oh the vibes of these songs some of them are like they're definitely like black crows vibes like southern you know southern hospitality and others are, are led zeppelin jimmy page's vibes like definitely straight up led zeppelin and the thing, another thing that ticks me off about this this album, is if Jimmy Page was not there on stage, you never would have missed him. I kind of agree with you on that. You know, if it just, if it was just the Black Crows do do Led Zeppelin live, you never would have known that Jimmy Page was supposed to be there. He he, they don't let him stand out. They don't give him. A solo they don't they just play and it's like well I mean rich rich Robinson can handle the guitar parts that's not why you're you know you're here to see Jimmy Page too yeah you know so put him out in the spotlight with his gifts with his Les Paul and let him go to town you know I mean yeah I mean um there were some parts where I did recognize that it he was there, exactly. but but I mean, but but in general, I would say he was more or less, in my good. opinion, a token. Like yeah. like for the people who would go to see him, and he might smile and wave yeah. to the audience, but he wasn't there, the main thing. There was nothing that stands out that says I'm Jimmy Page. I kind of agree with you. I he think, could have been another member of the Black Crows. I think yeah. the slide guitar playing was Jimmy Page. That's one of the parts that stand out and said, okay, that's Jimmy. But that's yeah. those are few and far between in this on this album. Yeah. Uh, I did see Jimmy Page live, so I'm happy that I saw him live. I'm so happy that I didn't see him with the Black Crows. 
you know, they, o- they only did 11 shows. They were supposed to do 50, but Jimmy bowed out because of a back problem. But the drummer in his book said, uh, which is uh, Steve Gorman, which is a great drummer. He's not with them anymore because they, they have some bad blood between them. They, he said that the reason Jimmy left is because he felt disrespected by Chris because Jimmy wanted to help write songs for the next Black Crows album. And uh, Chris says, we have enough songs already. But Chris and Rich Robinson fired back on that. said, that's bullshit. His back was hurt. That's why he bowed out of the shows. So we don't know what really happened. <laughs> so. I don't really yeah. care. I mean, you know, I mean, both went on to have great careers, so it's not like you know. Yeah. I don't think Jimmy did anything after this album. He hasn't done anything in years. Yeah, but he didn't have to. True, he just yeah, but, he just but, remasters his Zeppelin do, albums. You know, if he does do a new album. I would prefer to buy that over any Black Crows album any day. Yeah, that's the thing that gets me is if I was at this show, all right, I would, I would be at the show. I would love this show, at the show. At the concert, I would I would be there and I would be totally into it. Once I walked through those doors on the way out, I would care less. Yeah. Nothing, nothing gripped me enough to be like, well, I gotta go out and buy a Black Crows album or and Jimmy Page's stuff I already have, so I yeah, think, I don't need to buy it. You know, I already got it. You Not know? even a drummer and a bass player. When I love want you to I hear love them? the um. I, Not I, I love them. because they fired up fire both of them, so. They're not on the albums anyway. Well, they're on the first. They're on the first four albums. <laughs> yeah, the first four. Big deal. I'm I'm I'm, I'm very happy because um, the 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 concert that I saw with Jimmy Page is on YouTube. The only thing is, there's one particular song that doesn't have its own individual track list. It's on the whole show, but. He did an instrumental version of Stairway to Heaven, and they did not put an individual track list to that one song. Oh, man. So I'm, I'm kind of disappointed at that, but the whole show with that song is available in the whole show. Um, um, like the hour or whatever it is that it's on it's just they didn't make an individual track list for that song but it, it was still um a good show and that's yet another thing that ticks me off about this album to a point to a yeah. point is the track listing well they did it on purpose where they didn't want to play like the big huge uh zeppelin songs they wanted to play Why like not? the deep tracks that's what people are coming to see. I actually They're, did like the track list um, with the I Zeppelin liked, songs. I didn't. I, it, I didn't like the. I, I didn't like the the extra um, songs that weren't Zeppelin songs. But I did like the track list overall. I I liked it, especially after I heard the album. But I'm looking at the track yeah. list. I'm like, no stairway to heaven. Uh-huh. Well, they no, they made a conscious effort not to play like the big Zeppelin tracks, which I thought well, was cool. That's what I kind of thought. I was like, well, they're doing they're doing like B tracks, you know, because you know, out on yeah. the tiles, and I mean, these are yeah. all great songs. Don't get me wrong, and they're all great songs for Zeppelin fans. 
but you're not playing just for Zeppelin fans. You're pay, playing for paying customers, which are usually ca- casual fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but it's, it's like if you're real Zeppelin fans, you go, "Oh fuck, they broke out that song. Oh, this oh, is fucking it, cool." You know? Exactly. <laughs> but like, okay, they do Heartbreaker. Yeah. Now, what do you think they sh- they should have followed Heartbreaker with? Living, loving me. Yeah. Yeah. That's because the I radio mean, started that. that you know. Doesn't like it. That's like Queen <laughs> doing. That's like Queen doing. We will rock you, and not we are the champions afterwards. Well, that's because the you know, radio put that I in our heads. I would be very happy to go to a Queen concert where they did We Will Rock You and not We Are The Champions, but that's me personally. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, it's like A and, a and B of the same song. It's I of, hear you. Yeah. All right. What? You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally get what overall, you're trying to say. Overall, the track listing is a, is a B-Geek's dream. Yep. Yeah. You know. It's like you want to go to a, a Aerosmith song and not and have them play all the deep tracks, not the fucking uh, hits. <laughs> yeah, I would love to go to an Aerosmith concert where they eliminate everything after Rock in the Hard Place. <laughs> I, I hey, I would like to see an Aerosmith show where they do all seventies, but not do the hits of the seventies. I don't want to hear Dream On. I don't want to hear fucking walk this way. I want to. I want to hear fucking walk this way. I want to hear Mama Kin and Rats in the Cellar and No Surprise stuff like that. That would be a great Aerosmith concert. I saw I saw Aerosmith in 1985. Wow! On their their Done with Mirrors tour. So Uh they didn't even have the stuff past Done with Mirrors. Wow! Available because they did. They hadn't written it yet, obviously. Was it a good show? Oh, it was a fantastic. Man, I would have loved to see that show. And they, they were all, at the time, they were all in their 40s. You know, and right I'm on. talking 40, I'm talking like 47, 48, you know. And yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking as I'm walking in there, I'm like, oh, this is going to be, you know, the Geritol crowd here. Oh, <laughs> oh, man, was I wrong. Holy Jesus, they put on a show. And right Ted Nugent opened for him. Oh, fuck yeah. And he was in his forties too. And you know, back then, you know, when you're in your forties, you're you you're long in the tooth in rock and roll, man. I mean, you're you know, it, your time has come. Right on. <laughs> and I I walked out of there just shaking my head. I was like, my God, that was a monster show. Wow, man. Fuck, that would have been a killer track for them to do. Your time is gonna come too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they been... could have that in a Geritol commercial. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, my my opinion on uh, uh, Celebration Day is killer track to start off a live album, get you in the mood to rock. Killer version, this band is such a perfect choice to play these songs with Jimmy. You know, I, I couldn't see another band backing him up, you know, unless it's like the band, you know, <laughs> or something like that, you know. But, um,. I thought it was cool. And then we get to the next track, Custard Pie. What'd you think of this one, Tim? Oh, band is super tight. And they sounded it, man. They, they sounded like they'd been playing this for years and years and years and years. So I don't know if they've been doing it in the clubs or whatever. But, the, I mean, not just Jimmy with the band were super tight, but also the band itself was rock steady. I mean, they were there. Um... Jimmy sounds fantastic, as expected. This is like this is what he should have sounded like on the other track on Celebration Day. Um, 
Singer's holding his own, maybe a little, maybe a little better, maybe a little better than that, holding his own. This is Jimmy's take on uh, these Led Zeppelin tracks, not the Black Crows, not the Black Crows, because that would, I would think that would have been much more, much more bluesier if it was uh, if the Black Crows had been playing these songs as they heard them. Um. Yeah, and drummer and bassist are tight as fuck. Definite mover. And it, 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 this, this got the crowd into it. And another thing about this album, it's a live album. You hardly hear the crowd. And you, there's no stage banter throughout this album. A couple times you'll introduce a song, and that's it. But if you're going to have a live album, you got to get the crowd involved. No, I don't know if they were. I don't know if they were doing that and just didn't, just didn't put it on the album. But what the fuck? Then just record a studio album and call it a day. <laughs> I kind of agree with that. I didn't hear much crowd noise or much banner. But uh, if you if you watch the Black Crows, Chris doesn't really talk to the audience as much. He he talks and says, "This is a song from we made this." That's about it, you know. But he just get, they just focus on music, the Black Crows. They don't really, yeah. And you didn't. I mean, you you barely heard two words out of Jimmy, unless he was happened to be walking by a mic. <laughs> yeah. So what'd you think about it, Lee? It's on par with the original, but I like the original better. I don't dislike this version. But I do prefer the original. Well, who wouldn't prefer the original? But this is a fucking great fucking live version of it. Uh, killer version of the song. My favorite Zep album, Physical Graffiti. Chris's voice gives it a little southern rock feel to it. And I love it. I, I don't feel he's trying to copy Robert on this. I think he's doing it the Black Crow style, and I like it. Yeah, he did this himself. He, okay. He just said, fuck it. I'm going to sing the Chris Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking killer. And then we get to uh, Sick Again. What would you think of this one, Tim? Sick Again. Very sick. It's a mover. And the band is tight as fuck yet again. Now, I don't... I know this is recorded over two nights at the Greek. Wherever the Greek is. Greek theater's in L.A. Okay, in L.A. But I don't know if these songs were one after the other or if they were one in the beginning one in the middle one in the end the first you know and then I I, I don't know the, the the time frame of the of the recordings of these albums of these songs other than they were two days but two days can make a whole bit of difference you know in in, in the sound and the, the quality so I, don't, I mean I don't I don't know if they were all like recorded in one show start to finish and call it a day or if half of them were half of them were the first night and half of them were the second night or you know I, I don't know that so I don't I don't know like uh, you know like sometimes you can have your your recording equipment you know not quite up to snuff compared to the night beforehand or vice versa. You know, the second the second night was better of the two. That's why bands record multiple recordings and then pick the best live stuff that, that they can out of 
X amount of night gigs. You know what I mean? Because Kiss did that on their live album, on their first live album. They yeah, probably after 40 gigs, they finally found a version that they liked. Exactly. You know, I mean, so you, <laughs> so you never know. So I don't know after that two nights, you know, was this the first night's take on it or the second night's take on it or or did they not do it the first night or, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, don't I have know. no idea either. But it was sick again. Was why do I uh, do I like the the first the the original version better? I don't know because I don't like comparing originals to to covers because you're you're used to the original, you're used to the way it sounds and and all that. So it's really hard to do. Covers are tricky. They, I mean, problem with covers is if you know it, you know it. You know the song. Trouble is, so don't everybody else that are listening to it. So you can't kind of screw up a lot on a live setting and you know and say, oh, that was part of the song. Because no, it wasn't. Because I've heard that song fifty million times, and that wasn't. That was that was you screwing up. You know, see, you know, I mean, there, it's, it's a double-edged sword with a live, with a live, the cover as opposed to an original. Sometimes screw-ups could sound amazing, though. <laughs> that's yeah, absolutely, and sometimes, but they're really noticeable. Yep. Especially for a Led Zeppelin tune, because you know everybody and their great grandmother has heard Led Zeppelin at some point in their life. Yeah, that's true, man. Led Zeppelin is like... So you pretty much don't have an opinion on it. <laughs> I have an opinion on it. I think it's a great cover of it. Okay, okay, great. What do you I'll think about it, Lee? Oh, I like this version better than Led Zeppelin's. Oh, wow. They <laughs> to put some needed oomph in the song. This is really cool. I agree with both of you, man. I love how they're playing the deep tracks and not the black dogs and the stairways on this album. And man, Chris sounds amazing. Sucks. I could have went to this fucking show. <laughs> fucking fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck, fuck. <laughs> I should have been there, man. And then we get to uh, what is and what should never be. What'd you think of this one, Tim? What is and what should never be. Slow, slower, but groovy. Singer sounds more more black crows. Band is tight again. Bassist and drummer are impressing, and they had been impressing me up to this point. I just I just think they did a phenomenal show. Now why they got fired? Because both of them got fired. The bassist and the and the drummer got yep. fired after this album came out. Maybe they were too good. That's <laughs> what I'm kind of thinking because like the bassist was Sven Pippen. Yep. Never heard of him in my life. Haven't heard of him since. You know, I, I didn't even I, I couldn't have told you the drummer and the, the bassist name in the Black Crows if you'd put a gun to my head. Well I know Gorman. Uh he's a fucking outspoken guy of the band. <laughs> so I just knew Chris Robinson. That's that's all I knew. I knew Chris, Rich and Gorman. Those are the main yeah, three. I didn't even know Rich was his brother. Yep. 
know. <laughs> <laughs> I heard his name, and I was like, oh, I wonder if they're related. <laughs> a little bit alike, but, you know. And Chris, he's, I don't know, he he's not my 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 favorite lead singer of any band. I'll put it to you that way. He does a good job at times, and other times, oh, boy. <laughs> You should listen to fucking the Southern Harmony and Musical Companion album, dude. That's just an amazing record. I've you listened to, you know, yeah. I've listened. I've listened to the first four albums, first three albums, and in a blues rock, they're all right. They're all right if they stay in their vein. But when they try to go rock and roll and all that, no thanks. I, I there's plenty of other bands I can listen to that are much better in that genre than the Black Rose. Ooh, shot to the heart there. <laughs> yeah, a little Bon Jovi reference for uh, Lee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bon um, Jovi definitely. BJ and BC <laughs> equals BS. Yeah. <laughs> bon Jovi is definitely in one of them. So. What'd, yeah. you, what'd you think about this track, Lee? Oh, um, the vocals are off, and the whole thing is pretty sloppy. But for that reason, I really like it. I can't say I prefer this over Led Zeppelin's version, but I like it as much for different reasons. And I think I would probably go to this version again if I wanted to hear this song again, which isn't one of my favorite Zeppelin songs, but this was enjoyable to hear. Oh god, the drums are fucking kicking it on this song. Oh, Chris, I, I like Chris. He's not doing plant. He's fucking, it's the Black Crow style. And they added an organ to this song, which fucking rules. It made it Southern Fried. I fucking love it. <laughs> there was no organ on the original version because I went I back. I can't wait to hear you giving any, any criticism, I which went, you probably won't. I went back and listen to the Led Zeppelin version of this to see if there was an organ on this. There is no organ on this song. I like how they added that to it and made you it You like silly. everything. I don't like everything. Oh, I don't like Billie Eilish. <laughs> okay, well, well that that's, that's a little too obvious. Well, I didn't like the United States of America either. Hey! <laughs> that pissed me off, man. <laughs> I know, or fucking you know, Fairport Convention. Shut up! <laughs> shut up. Okay, I'll I'll shut up. All right, man. You tell me you like everything. I'm gonna fucking give you shit I don't like that you like. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I'll, I'll 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 try to shut up. And then we get to a BB King cover called "Woke Up This Morning." What did you think about this one, Tim? Oh, woke up this morning. Put page. And I don't mean Jimmy. BB <laughs> <clears throat> King track, and it, and it sounds like filler. That's all you got to say about it. <laughs> good solo by Jimmy, but it, but it does not have the same energy and confidence the others had. Piano solo was cool though too. What'd you think yeah. about it, Lee? It was okay. I didn't mind it, but it felt like I was listening to a song put on the album for simpletons 
who don't really understand music and only want to dance and act like cheerleaders to the blues. It wasn't bad, but I wouldn't cry if it was left off of the album. I kind of, I kind of agree. I'd much rather heard a Black Crows tune. I, I, I. Well, they did have some Black Crows tunes, but uh, they didn't put it on here because of record company shit. That's another thing. Thank God. Release an album, clear it with the record company. Yeah, man. This is, this is fucking TVT. You know, some independent record label that released this. Um. But I, I like the song. I, like Tim said, the piano fucking rules on this. Fucking, it's got some grooves. But I, I think they could have left this off this. I think there's some better blues covers on here and some better yeah. covers from other bands that they did. This one could have been left off and put in fucking uh, some fucking Wiser Time or something by the Black Crows. That would have been awesome. Or, or it could have been just put in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get to the next song, which is a Yardbirds cover, but not a Yardbirds cover with Jimmy, with Jeff Beck. What did you think about this, Tim? Uh, shapes of Things? Yep. Singer sounds much more confident. Band is tight again. Jimmy, another great solo. Bass just shines along with the drummer. It's a mover. What did you think it's about it, Lee? I like it better than the Yardbirds original, but I didn't like the drum rolled part in the middle. So I liked most of it, but if they took out that drum rolled part, I would have liked all of it. Oh man, I loved it. <laughs> I think this is a killer cover. And um, I never heard the original, uh, I think I've heard the original Yardbirds, but not as much as this version. Um, like they go away from Zep, and they go into Jeff Beck's Yardbirds, not Jimmy Page's Yardbirds. And I think they did a cool cover. And like Tim said, the band is really tight on this song. Really cool. Uh. And then we get into a Jimmy Rogers blues cover called Sloppy Drunk. What would you think of this, Tim? Um, I put down confidence because the band sounds really tight and really confident. Black Crow's territory, meaning that this sounds more like the Black Crows could cover it, then Jimmy Page would cover it. Hmm. But Jimmy Page was a huge fan of the old blues as Zeppelin I took a lot of blues songs and turned them into I Zeppelin songs. I haven't songs. heard much of Jimmy Rogers. I mean, I um, um I heard the singing Break Man, but, but that, I don't know if that's him. If it is, that's cool. Hey, Brian, Brian Davis of the Bad Beat, give us a, uh, you, pro you probably know who this guy is. We ask don't. him, ask him if, if, if that's the Jimmy Rogers who's the singing break man. I'm going to look, and if it is, that's cool, but if it isn't, there's also another Jimmy Rogers who did, like, religious material, like, like, jars or, or shades of clay, or, you know, he was like a Bill Monroe type, or whatever. So what do you, you don't even know who Bill Monroe is, so I, I don't even want to tell you. Yeah, you could tell me later, but uh, I don't need to. So what do you I think? Thought of, that, uh, I thought Jimmy had a great solo on this. Bill Monroe is bluegrass. Okay, that's all I want. Yeah, I don't listen to bluegrass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But I, I think even... that that Jimmy does all the solos on this. I think this is his contribution, and if I'm uh, wrong. I'm wrong. Then Chris did a, you know, our Rich, excuse me, did a great solo on this. 
Somebody had a great guitar solo on it. Well, it'd either be Oddly Freed, Rich, or uh, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, um, what'd you think about it, Lee? Job here also. Oh, it's an okay song, and I dug it, but I wouldn't have minded if it was taken off the album. The best part of the song was when Jimmy Page soloed. I like his solos. But it sounded like a too-long song from the group Faces. Still, I didn't dislike it. Well, Jimmy Rogers was an American Chicago blues singer, guitarist, and harmonica player, best known for his work as a member of Muddy Waters' band in the early 1950s. He also had a solo career, recorded several, several popular blues songs, including That's All Right and Chicago Bound. Oh, okay. That's who Jimmy Rogers was. Uh... I wonder right. if Jimmy Rogers was related to Nile Rogers. Have no idea. Huh. Hey Brian Davis, yeah, I know you listen to this stuff. Give us a give us a holler on the page. <laughs> Let us know this shit, because you're a blues aficionado, aficionado man. You know everything. <laughs> yeah, this is a cool song, and Jimmy is killing it, man. Honky tonk piano rules. I love this song. And then we get to classic fucking Zeppelin here off my favorite album again, 10 Years Gone. What did you think about this one, uh, Tim? 10 Years Gone. <laughs> 10 Years Gone. No banner with the crowd on this at all. I mean, you wouldn't even know it was coming in until they, until they started playing. Band is super tight. Singer imitating plant. Rock solid Rocks, rock solid cover. Jimmy shines as usual on the solo. So, what'd you think about it, Lee? This is amazing to me. They took a song that I had mixed feelings about because there were things about the original that affected me, like I didn't always like it, but sometimes did. But the Black Crows did a version which totally spoke to me. And I'd say this is probably one of the best cover versions of a Led Zeppelin song I've ever heard. This album now gets my respect because of this. I believe this is the best version of this song anyone could hear. I agree with you on that, man. I was getting into my favorite Zepp songs here. And they pulled this off. Chris is amazing. The band does this flawlessly with Jimmy in tow. Fucking amazing. Chris has so much soul in his voice. And man, this gave me chills listening to this live. Fucking amazing. I love this track. I love Physical Graffiti. You know we, we love Physical Graffiti, right, Lee? Yeah. We both love that album. You hate yeah. Zeppelin 3, but you love Physical Graffiti. <laughs> which That's <is> awesome. true. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> And then we get to uh, In My Time an, album, an album by Zeppelin that I never really got into until like really recently and that's Presence Presence? Oh, I, I loved Presence I, back I, I, in the day I just could never really get into it like growing up and all that and then I, I've been listening to it for a while now and I'm I like, will yeah, say this is I, a yeah. great album. What, what, what was I thinking? You know? Yeah, I, I will say that that even though Swan Song, Swan Song, their label was like an affiliate of Atlantic, it almost seemed to me like 
oh, they totally changed their sound on this album, even though Physical Graffiti was also on Swan Song. And it somewhat seemed, though, like Presence was a totally different sound for them. And so, yeah, I can understand how some people might not get into it at first because it it was like a totally different sound than their other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I was just like, oh, man, you know, put on four or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I've been, you know, because I got the box set. And, I mean, I mean I've, I've had the box set for a long time now, but I, I've always kind of... Yeah. There's one Led Zeppelin album that I don't like at all, but other than that, all the others I do like. Is that Enter the Outdoor? Um, or Coda? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, somebody wants to do a review of Enter the Outdoor with us, and I said, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Please tell that person you still don't know. I don't know because I know I don't like most of it. I like half of it, <laughs> like most. Um, of it. there's one song I like some of. I like Coda more for some reason. <laughs> I do like that one too. Better. In through the outdoor was very uninspired, and you could tell that the end was coming really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. For Led Zeppelin. And then we it's time to move on and do other things, you know. <laughs> and then we definitely then we end. Oh wait, I didn't get. Did I get my review on this one? No, I didn't. Uh, one of my this is my funeral song, man. Fuck, this is so good. Even if you don't like the Black Crows, they hit this out of the park. Jimmy is Jimmy, and rules on this. Also, <laughs> this is fucking awesome. This is a song I told my wife when I die. Is that I ten want years gone? Uh oh, no, ten years gone. Oh, I got the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've kind of learned Mark speak when you start to screw well, up. I already, I already, uh, no, I already, radar. no, I already said my review of Ten Years Gone. Yeah, I haven't said my review of of oh, oh, oh in my time of dying. Okay, yeah, do, yeah. Okay, so do that. That's why that was my I, review. I, of it. I, I wondered. I went before you, so that's my review oh, of in my time of dying. Go for it. Go I already it. did it. So now, what's your All review? Right. Whoa, 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 what's what's you your say? review of it? No, uh, all right, um, my review of it. Okay, I do like this a lot. My very favorite still is Led Zeppelin's version between these two. But this was satisfactory to hear, and I dug it. All right, and we already got your version of it, right, Tim? Yes. All right, and then we I get. I to... didn't hear what he said, but I will agree. <laughs> if, if if he says he said what he said, then I'll pretend I heard. Oh, it. fuck the slide guitar! This song just rules, man. Jimmy is kicking it, man. Okay. It's fucking classic, Jimmy. And then we get to track ten, which is the uh, end of disc one. Your time is going to come. What do you think about this one, Tim? Um, I don't think I gave my for in, in my time of dying. Oh, what's your in my time of dying? Then? Yeah, that, that's what I thought, too. Oh, shit, I, I went got, first. I, I fucked up. I'm still 10 years gone, so, you know, whatever. Okay, in my time <laughs> well, of dying. You can, you, you can talk about both. Okay, I just put down a bandage tight with an exclamation point afterwards. Um, I thought it sounded more like a Black Crows version than a Led Zeppelin version. All right. um, the drummer and bass again are just phenomenal in this, and Jimmy was brilliant. Jimmy Page. 
Hey, we're sloppy. Yeah. We're sloppy drunks, man. Just <laughs> and now, and now for, for your time is gonna. Come. What do you think about that what one? What do you think about that, Tim? Band is tight. Singer. Singer kind of sounds like playing on this one. Drummer is amazing. Better than Zep, as far as I'm concerned. This particular track. Jimmy, great solo, nice keys. What did you think about it, Lee? This is a lot better than Led Zeppelin's original. Even though I do still like the original, but this is a great interpretation of the song. And it's probably the second best song on this album. I agree with you on that, Lee, but the only thing I disagree with you is that John Paul Jones' keyboards on the original was much better. Okay, I... He held the notes longer I, 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 than this guy is doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, I, I, I respect that. I might not totally agree, but I respect that. But the cover is fucking awesome. It's killer. It's no filler, and it doesn't disappoint. I love it. And then we tur we get to the next disc because I don't think there's vinyl out at this time. We start with the lemon song. What'd you think about this one, Tim? Um, I was never much of a fan of this track ever like even zeppelin doing it i just and it just didn't do anything for me um but the singer does a does a great job on this what do you was, think what do you think crazy. about it lee i don't know how they were able to do it but they did a version of this song that beats led zeppelin's jimmy's soloing is awesome and the band plays great this is one of the better songs on the album I agree with you on that one, Lee, and I go, shit, they pulled out the lemon, and they squeezed it so good for us. Oh, the <laughs> sweet, sweet juice is that, is the lemon song. Great live Man, version. Man, you should have lemon on pizza. <laughs> Ooh. Great live oh, version. Yum. <laughs> on, this, on this particular track, the guitar tone always kind of bugged me. <laughs> mm. He could have been a lot more grittier with his with his guitar sound than what he was. Yeah, he, he sounded was... like a guy with a puckered face. Yeah, yeah, they squeeze that lemon, man. Fucking great live <laughs> version shows off how good this band was. And Jimmy fucking kicks it out of the, knocks it out of the park again. Fucking this rules. And then we this... get to. Nobody's Fault But Mine, which Tim picks. So here's Nobody's Fault By Mine on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
So, Tim, you picked a present song. Uh, why'd you pick this track? Nobody's fault this, but mine. This is a banger and a half. The harmonica on this is... I don't know who's playing it. I think Chris is. But it, whoever is, is doing a phenomenal job. Of, well, a phenomenal copy of a job because, you know, he's not playing. Uh... The first time I heard this was, you know, when I first heard Presence, and I was like, this is a great tune. It's one of their best. Matter of fact, this one and uh, and uh, Achilles' Last, or yeah, Achilles' Last Stand is my two favorite Zeppelin tracks of all time. Drummer is just killing it. Bassist is, again, tight tight with the with the drummer and tight with the song you know and if you don't have a good rhythm section forget it it doesn't matter yeah who's playing the harmonica and the, and jimmy is blistering on this solo and but you know it with jimmy page it's, it's hard to it's hard to say he didn't do a great job because he wrote the solos for 90 percent of the album already you know, I mean, they're his solo, so short of him forgetting how to play guitar, period, he's going to do a, a, a blistering job with him. He's going to do a great job with him because they're his solos. I mean, you, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This album really ticks me off. <laughs> <laughs> now, let, let Rich handle a solo or two and see what happens. You know, I mean, because this is supposed to be a you know, a two forces coming together type thing. Well, then let then let Rich show you what he can do. But as far as I as far as I know, Jimmy Page handled every solo on this live album. On as far as the Zeppelin tracks, you know. So what are you going to say? I mean, if you if you write the thing, it's hard not to be impressed with it. I'm I'm actually kind of less impressed. Because he's not taking solos from these other songs or these Black Crows songs and putting his Jimmy Page stamp on it. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, another day at the office for, for Page, really. He could be up there with, with Robert Plant, and you, you know, and you, and you wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know if I'm articulating that very well, but... <laughs> I know what you mean. I'm not going to say I agree with you, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Page is, is Lee's favorite guitar player, so anything he plays is fucking it's awesome for Lee. Except and and, uh, and and I also can hear his tone, so I know which tone is his and which is not his. Yeah, I think Rich and um, the other guy on here, um, Audrey Free, they, they kind of take some solos here and there. Uh, Jimmy plays his, and then they come in and play some, too. Uh, yeah, but they're all, they're all backing solos. I mean... True. A solo has to... You know, you've got to stand out in front of the crowd and just rip. That's a solo. It's it's not a little, you know, finger tapping in the background. That's not... That's not a solo. I mean, you want, you want Jimmy Page to shine on this. I mean, he's Jimmy fucking... Page, let him shine. This will sell albums for you, and that's the that's the idea is to sell albums. Nice. 
Uh, I bought this when it came out. I still have it. <laughs> it's in here, but I know there's a... They need to make a fucking bonus album of this, man, because there's a lot of Black Crows tracks I want to hear how Jimmy did on those. Like a fucking sad, and I want to hear that yeah, shit. Because you don't know if he sold or not. Yeah, I don't know. I want to see a video of this. I want to see a live concert video. I don't know if they filmed it at all. That would have been quick killer, though. They have different track. They have different tracks that they filmed because they're on YouTube. Yeah. So, what'd you think about this track, Lee? I liked it a lot, and most of it I liked even more than Led Zeppelin's version, but. I didn't like the harmonica solo on here. The whole band with the harmonica solo didn't do it for me. But otherwise, this was as good, if not even better, than Led Zeppelin's. Overall, it was pretty good. I think this is a killer cover, and uh, Chris is channeling Plant without being Plant. So fucking good. I love this song, man. This is one of my favorite songs off Presence, too. Besides Achilles' la last stand and candy store rock man <laughs> i love candy store rock i do too for man. Saying that, man i love that fucking song man uh i know uh, there was a song that you and i think it was the last song on the album that you and eric hated and i liked and dr fuck likes it too so i fucking i'm with dr fuck on that one <laughs> we did the well, review that's okay because you like candy store rock <laughs> that i forgive you for whatever song you like that i don't <laughs> what i'd like to know is who picked the track? Who picked the Zeppelin tracks to cover? I have no idea. I think they both did. Because, I mean, I don't know if it, you know. Well, it, it weren't going to be Chris because he's not a Zeppelin fan. Yep, it'd probably uh, be uh, uh, Rich. Rich is a Zeppelin so, fan. You know, it, I mean, I don't because I don't know. I don't know if Jimmy said, "Okay, you can cover these tracks," and I will give you permission for them. But he didn't write all these tracks. Plant did too. Yep. So it's not like he's got the, you know, he's got the ability to give total permission. He yeah. co-wrote them, but he didn't write them, you know. Yeah, that's true, man. And then so, we. So I mean, I, I don't know how any of that works as far as okay, what tracks are we gonna do? What you know, you know. He could have. Um, do we have permission? Gave complete have... commission for um, Tangerine, but I'm so glad they didn't do it. Well, it's like we keep we keep mentioning the song, but they could have covered Achilles' Last Stand. That nah, would have been killer. That would have been a phenomenal track to hear. I think that they probably couldn't have done it so well, but it would have been cool if they did. Oh. You know, but they they didn't. They they picked these B tracks. Yeah. Granted, I mean, you know, if you're a Zeppelin fan, they're not B tracks. They're just tracks. And and yeah more than get that but if you're just the 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 average you know radio friendly listening person you're like i'm glad though that they did what how they long did. tiles are you kidding me you know <laughs> i mean i i for the average know, listener i would have preferred if they didn't do do there's a couple of songs here that i prefer that they didn't do but Overall, I was cool with the list. I was cool with the list because I'm a Zeppelin fan. You know, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, I'd like to hear that." Oh, I'd like to hear that. But if you're just a, if you're just a casual fan, you don't know half of these songs. That's why I was happy seeing this this track list. I go, "Fuck, no, they're not doing Stairway." Fuck yeah, that song is so over fucking played. 
<laughs> I'm so happy they didn't do it. Or fucking yeah. Black Dog or fucking all those yeah. other songs. You, know, you say that about 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 Stairway to Heaven, but yet though when Hart did it at the award show, it was it was received phenomenally. Yeah, Robert Plant cried <laughs> after that. So I mean, it's still the same song. True. You know. They could have done a scaled down version of it. I mean, because that's what the Black Crows are—is is twos and fours, man. They're meat and taters, rock and roll. Which you know, I, th I mean, which I think we like need more right, of. <laughs> no, we need less <laughs> meat and potatoes, rock and roll. Yeah, we need less of that. <laughs> oh wow, I think we need more of it, man. Because no, <laughs> we need some fucking kick-ass raw rock you and roll. Kick all that crap albums that I had to do. You liked most of the crap albums. Don't oh, even get shut up. Don't even let me tell you what album you liked. Okay, okay. Okay, never thank mind, you. Thank mind. you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for the good albums. And to the audience out there, this is the time when Lee and Mark go over their album list. Oh no. <laughs> only the ones I that only the ones I didn't like and the floor. ones he he said he wasn't going to like, but liked. <laughs> That's awesome. In the light. <laughs> in the light. Yeah, that would have been a cool song for them to do, too. Oh, shit. They did it. They just didn't put it on the album. Yeah, that's true. And then, they, did. they didn't put it on the album. Well, they put it you on... The Mountain Hop, I would, I, I would have been okay with In the Light just to see how they did it. Because they're kind of a dumb band. Oh, and wow. And I would have liked to see them do an intelligent song. <laughs> have you heard Lions? Lions is a fucking killer album, man. Fuck you, Oh, Lee. so all of a sudden they're going to pull out a Rush tune. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I don't think they could do Rush. They're not They're not Rush. <laughs> There's no way they could do Rush. Uh, but fuck. Hey, thank you. Hey, a new genre, intelligent rock. Oh, that's called progressive yeah. rock. It's already I'm there. I'm the only listener of it. <laughs> All right. Well, let me give my opinion on nobody's fault but mine. Fucking the drums. I haven't said anything about them, but Tim has a fucking kick ass. Killer on this whole album, and it shows on this song. And uh, song again that Chris and Jimmy are on fire together. I fucking love it. I wish I could see a video of them interacting on stage. I haven't seen it. I need to go looking for it. But there is a video of this song on YouTube. Oh, cool. I got to check it out. Um, at, the Greek. at the Greek. Yep. And then we get to the next track, which is uh, another fucking, uh, well, it's not a fucking, it's Zeppelin fans, no, Heartbreaker. What'd you think about this one, Tim? Attitude. Singer sounds great. Bassist and drummer again. Jimmy Solo spot on. Band is tight, nice rhythm guitar as well. What did you think about it, Lee? Overall, I still prefer Led Zeppelin's version, but there were moments here that I did enjoy, and I thought they did a fine job of the song. Maybe some of Jimmy's solo didn't impress me, but some parts of it did. And I would say I would be cool with listening to this version again. It won't replace Led Zeppelin's, but it's still a good version in its own way. Yeah, this is another deep Zeppelin track, and uh, they didn't go into Living, Loving, Made on it. 
but it's still cool and it proves this band can play anything and Chris gives this song a southern rock feel and I love Zep blues mixed with fucking southern rock you can't go wrong with this track this fucking song rules fucking love it and then we get to the uh the next track which was hey hey what can I do another deep track here what'd you think about this one Tim the acoustic part of the show hey hey what can I say Singer sounds, Singer sounds good, but a little unsure of himself on this particular track. Like, I don't know if they went on, because I don't know, again, I don't know the rehearsal for this show. I don't know if they just showed up at the gig and went out and played, or if they spent a week rehearsing, or two weeks, or two months, or I, mean, I don't know. I don't know, but he said, to me... Chris sounded a little unsure on this track. Like he didn't know, like it was like he was searching his, his head for the next lyric, for the next line. And you can't, if you're a lead singer, man, you got, you, you either gotta like be an Aussie and have a teleprompter right in front of you or just know it because you've heard it 50 million times and you just know the song inside and out. And he just done on on this particular track. Band, the drummer was the band is tight, and the drummer is even tighter. And is I put down his Jimmy on this because it just it if it was just Chris Robinson doing the soloing, you know, just because well, I heard on the album version, I didn't I didn't watch any of the videos when I was when I was listening to this. There's nothing. He's Jimmy fucking Page, and there's nothing to say that in this song that Jimmy Page is on this. It's, I don't know, just, I guess, maybe it's just me, I don't know, but it's just, there should have been his stamp, you know, solo, Jimmy Page, and you can go, yeah, I, I understand that, but I didn't hear that on this track. What did you think about it, Lee? I don't like this song. The only thing I can say about this performance is it does sound like the Black Crows. But otherwise, I'd give this song a skip, and it could have been cut from the album. I agree with you guys on this one. This song is a little off to me. I like the original much, much better. And, um,. Yeah, it's cool, but it's... I wouldn't skip it, but it's still cool. I think it could have been replaced by a Black Crow song or another Zeppelin song. I like the song, but it... it. I mean, it's not my favorite Led Zeppelin tune. And if I never heard it again, I wouldn't miss it, you know, out of my musical repertoire. But it is what it is, because that's what it is, you know? But... Yeah. I don't know, he just sounded really unsure when he was singing it. Like, okay, what's the next lyric? Okay, what's the next lyric? And he's... I can I can almost picture him in my mind on stage thinking that as he's singing it. I could, I could see that, man. You're right on that one. Um, and then we get to the next track. Um, Willie Dixon cover called Mellow Down Easy. What do you think about this one, Tim? Uh, blues tune in, in a Black Crow's vein. Cool, I guess. Good mouth harp. Some good harmonica. And I, I don't know, does, does Chris play the harmonica? I have no idea. It doesn't tell us on here. Uh, he, 
Jimmy sounds good on, on solo, but he's gonna sound good on a solo because he's Jimmy fucking Page. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. What'd you think about it, Lee? I really like this, but unfortunately, I didn't really like Jimmy's solo on it. But the overall song itself, I did like. And I thought it was one of the better songs on the album. I I agree with you, both of you guys. And Brian Davis, man, this is your cover, bro. Little Walter. Uh, this this hops, love it, with the slide and the blues harp. And great cover. <laughs> but then we get to uh, another cover uh, from Fleetwood Mac. Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac, Oh Well, which... Tim Pick, so here's Oh Well on the Freeform Rock Podcast. So that you want me to
gonna do this uh, Elmore James number right here. That was oh well. Why'd you pick this track, uh, Tim? Uh, finally, a little stage banner from Chris Robinson. My God Almighty, he inter actually introduced a song. How about <laughs> that? Jesus Christ Almighty. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to be a friend of his because, you know, there wouldn't be much conversation going on. Um, great cover. Great cover. Uh, drummer, again, I cannot say enough about this guy because, you know, because I've heard them Black Crow tunes and I've heard them Black Crow albums. And he... He is just in the mix. That is all the drummer is in the band, is in the mix. Whereas this stuff, the live stuff, he's, he, he's tearing it apart. He's carrying the album. Him and the bassist are carrying the album, start to finish. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy has a ripping solo on it. The singer does a great job on this track, but... Okay, let me get to one thing here. And I've never understood this, and I don't understand this. How did it become Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac? I have no um, idea. I know, the, I know be, the answer. It could be Fleetwood Mac featuring Peter Green. Well, Peter wrote this song, too. I understand he wrote... Yeah, I understand that. And I understand he wrote all those songs before Lindsey Buckingham and... You know the tart got there. Well, Peter Green and it was another guitar player, right? Uh, Lee that came in after Peter, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, well, there was Jeremy Spencer and Danny Kerwin. Yeah. Until until um, Fleetwood Mac like rumors and you know until they got really hot. Yeah. I never heard it said said Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac. It has always just been Fleetwood Mac. He named the group because he wanted to work with Mick Fleetwood and John McVie and so no. he decided to name them Fleetwood Mac to right, get them I mean, together. I don't, I don't mean him, I mean because oh. any of the albums you see aren't it, it isn't Peter Green and Fleetwood Mac it's Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Yep. And all of a sudden it started, started being introduced as Peter Green and Fleetwood Mac. Maybe because there's so wondering. many different versions of the band they wanted to yeah know, like, and I was wondering at what point did somebody say okay Peter Green's version okay Lindsey Buckingham's version okay you know yeah Peter Green um, his version left after the album then play on right but I, I'm just focused on the name itself who came up yeah. with that idea and who, you know at what point Peter Green thought of it at what point did did it become Peter Green's? Was it the first album? Was it second album? Was it? You know what I mean. At what point? Yeah, I, I, I hear you. My version of Fleetwood Mac from here back. I, you know, I mean, I just I never understood that. I never. To me, it was just Fleetwood Mac. Because yeah. the the Fleetwood Macs are way different with Lindsey Buckingham and Peter Grant Green. Fleetwood Macs Peter Green is more blues orientated than Lindsey Buckingham's more pop orientated. I understand. I yeah. Understand different tones and I understand the different and I know, like the the Buckingham Knicks album I do too better than the 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 crap that they did with Fleetwood Mac oh I don't I like Buckingham except Knicks. for Tusk I think Tusk is good yeah Tusk I like all the Fleetwood Mac albums <laughs> with, okay. with Lindsay Tusk to me is my probably my least favorite track Lindsay Buckingham wrote yeah or played I I like that song though 
and the drumming too. bugs the hell out of me. I love it. <laughs> Even though I don't like any of the other songs he did on that album, I do like that song. So like, there you go. I guess they, I'm, I'm going to put tape on my mouth. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> to me, when they were topping the charts, that's that was the best Fleetwood Mac, period. I and agree with you. Because they were on the top of the charts, it's because of the songs. Yep. The songs oh, are phenomenal. Gosh. I mean, they're phenomenal. Lynn, Lynn, without, without, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put, the, I'm gonna put this out there. Everybody says Stevie fucking Nicks, Stevie fucking Nicks. Without fucking Lindsey Buckingham giving that band direction, there would be no fucking Fleetwood Mac in the later but days. But he didn't do good on on the album Tusk, except he did do good on that one song. But he gave the band direction. Uh, he he fucking put. Without fucking what. Buckingham, there would be no Stevie Nicks. I'm just I like let, playing Tusk, it out there. But I don't like his songs on it, but I do like his song, Tusk. I'm just Sorry. saying Stevie Nicks needs to fucking get out of her fucking head and fucking let Lindsey Buck Buckingham come to that band because without Lindsey Buckingham, there hey, would be no up, fucking Stevie Nicks. Speed wagon. I just, will. Just listen to them and shut up. Go to go to separate corners here. <laughs> I just want to say, for the record, if we're on the on Fleetwood Mac, to me, Christine McVie had a much better voice than Stevie Nicks ever thought of having. You would like her first album, the Christine Perfect album. That's a good album. That was right after she the Chicken Shack. I it's agree. A good I album. agree with you on the voice, but Stevie Nicks' songs are better than hers. Yeah, yeah, songs are better than hers, but not the voice. Yeah, I agree with that. Stevie Nicks but has I'd that like raspy voice. I like the Christine voice. Perfect album. Listen to that. That's and listen to the first Chicken Shack album, Forty Blue Fingers, Ready to Serve. That's a good album. You're a Chicken You'll Shack, like Lee. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm talking about stuff that's beyond both of you. Oh, because you're gonna keep going. And I should bite my tongue. All right. Huh? Did you just say beyond the both of you? <laughs> I I don't know if I the the elitist of Lee. Really just say that, Lee. <laughs> I, I, beyond the what? You aren't beyond me. You're you're at wit. You. Oh. You're right there, but you're not beyond me. Yeah. I, oh. Nobody's beyond anybody. Come on, I, man. I'm, 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 I, I, I probably said beyond the both of you. So you did. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm Mister. Um. Ned Pencil, and I'm beyond the fault to use with my rubber head and my chicken plucking ways. Yuck, 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 yuck. Yeah, Lee, you're a chicken it's plucker. Okay. You're a chicken shack. All right, but okay. Lee. Oh, well, Lee, what did you think of the song? Oh, um, even though Jimmy Page did some cool, interesting solos on this track, I think it was mostly a waste of time. This song was not at all a part of Led Zeppelin in any way, and the way the Black Crows play it makes me think, I'd rather hear the version the Rockets did before hearing this again. This could have been cut from the album. I totally disagree with that, because it's cool to hear Jimmy play something other than Zeppelin, which I really, really like, and not a blues song, because he always does the blues in Led Zeppelin, so this was fucking really cool and I like Lindsay's cover better in Fleetwood Mac but this is really good 
So I like the way Lindsay sings it and the way he plays guitar on on his version. Of it. I have never heard it. I what he plays it all the time in live. I never heard him do it. You, you need to listen to Lindsay do it because his voice uh, is just. You know who does an awesome version of the song is Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Oh yeah, Tom Petty does a good version. Oh too. my word! I'm done. All right. Well, let's get to the next song. Oh, give me a bucket. When I'm drugged up enough or I don't know what buttons I'm pressing on Spotify, I might listen to him. <laughs> well, let's get to the next track, which is a Shake Your Money Maker, an Elmore James cover. What would you think of this one, Tim? Yeah, this is a... Well, didn't didn't the Black Crows cover this song? Because I know their, one of their albums is called Shake Your Money Maker. No, they didn't do it on the, uh, on the album. Well, that makes sense. um okay more stage banner we're getting talkative Chris what the hell's going on (laughs) black the black crow this is a this is definitely a black crows version not a Led Zeppelin version of this song uh great guitar a mover good song good you know get up people dance bassist is on fire on this song Tasty keys, much more confident from the singer, and nice slide guitar. What did you think about it, Lee? This is a song that has been played by so many groups, and I feel I've heard enough versions to last me. (laughs) But I do have to admit, they play it really well, and I enjoyed it. It was a good version. Now this is the music that Chris likes and maybe wasn't boring to him like the Zep songs. Uh, since this was the title song of their debut album, even though it wasn't on a debut album of Elmore James cover. And Brian Davis is probably rocking out to this right now. So check him out on the Bad Beat on ThatMetalStation.com for the best rock and blues and metal on Wednesday nights. Alright, I gotta get a plug in for Brian because he's a huge blues fan. So, um... Then we get to the next song, which is You Shook Me. What do you think about this one, Tim? Bassist, exclamation point. Again, him and the drummer are just carrying this whole album start to finish. And I can't say that enough about about those two guys. I just can't. They're just phenomenal. The singer does a great job on this. Very, very good, solid guitar playing on both the lead and the the, uh, rhythm. The drummer, exclamation point. Great blues harp on this, and Jimmy does an outstanding solo. Outstanding solo. So what did you think about it, Lee? I liked it more than the Led Zeppelin version. I wouldn't have minded if it were cut from the album, but I did enjoy it. Maybe I wouldn't put it on as one of my favorites here, but it was good enough. Yeah, I'm kind of harping on Chris now because I wonder if this is a little boring for him, but since it was a cover from Willie Dixon, I think he killed it. Fucking rules. <laughs> I love it. And then we get to a song that I was a little surprised that Lee picked off his worst Zeppelin album. Zeppelin 3, he picked Out on the Tiles. So here's Out on the Tiles on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
I was out on the tiles. Why'd you pick this track, Lee? I was a little surprised. Well, yeah, I I am too. But this is better than the original. I wasn't a big fan of the original too much, but the Black Crows managed to make it dirty and cool in a way I like. It's really cool. What'd you think about it, Tim? Um, I just put the singer. The singer is very strong and confident on this track, and it it's a Zeppelin track, which kind of really shocked me that he actually. I don't know if he took the time to actually listen to it a couple times or not. <laughs> But uh, he just he just singing it really really very strong and very confident. And I, I put is this live because it sounds like studio because there's no sound no no audience sound no yelling no whooping no screaming no nothing. Just you know they could have done this in the studio and it would have been the same as you hear it live quote unquote. Great guitar on this. The drummer, and I put no solo because I didn't. I didn't hear a solo on his track. Well, I don't think there was a solo on the original, was there? I don't remember. No. Yeah. So. But Jimmy Page could have figured out one by the time he he recorded it, and and now. Probably. <laughs> I mean, but, we are live here. We are trying to sell albums. You know but, that's that's the main purpose of this whole thing. But this but this song is like it just has such a groove to it. I, oh, I, the rhythm guitar is just awesome. It's, uh, it's a lot better than the original. Yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, I, and this is one of my favorite all-time Zeppelin songs too. Out on the tiles, I just I because it has that groove and that that nastiness to it with no fucking solo. I I just love this song, and I was a little taken back that Lee picked this because he hates Zeppelin 3. <laughs> I was like, what? But I, I don't hate every single song off of it. Lee, which which do you hate worse? Led Zeppelin 3 or In Through the Outdoor? Um, In Through the Outdoor I dislike much more. Alright. All right. But when but I asked by I, a little bit. But when I, I asked him let's do Zeppelin I 3 he goes he tells that, me right? to he tells me to fuck off. <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't know what you said, but I don't want to tell you to fuck off, so please don't repeat it. Okay, well, you told me to go, uh, hey. go away. You told me to go away. Okay. <laughs> Come back when you have a better album. Please, please, All right. Here. Come on. All right, man. Hey, man, I got, I got made fun of because I had stepdaughters, and I used to say frickin' all the time. So why does Mark just say fuck? Because they were fucking in the other room. <laughs> Now they're over there. I don't have them. They're not. Well, they're kind of. I still love them, man. But <laughs> I, I say fucking now. So fuck you, Ian Wadley. I love you. <laughs> he was the I one making fucking in the in the in the navy, and I haven't gotten rid of it yet. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking funny. All right, and then we get to the last track. If you don't have the Japanese bonus tracks, which is in the light and misty mountain hop, which I'm gonna go download somewhere. Uh, whole oh, lot of whole, whole lot of love. What'd you think about this one, Tim? Alright, good vibe, great vibe, and solid guitar and drumming and and a bass. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy does a great solo on this. But again, it's not that hard when you wrote the thing to start with. The singer sounds confident, but imitating plant. 
attitude plus. And that's what you what you need in a good rock song, man. You need attitude. You know, you got to play it like nobody else can play this better than me, and I'm going to prove it to you right now. That's that's a cover song. Yeah. You know, cause it's not an original. It's an original for Jimmy, who like has the Jimmy Page has the least loudest voice on any album I have ever heard with a guest star. It, it's like he's just in the mix. That's what he is 90% of the time, is in the mix. And, you know, it's like he's a guest star. So you should be, you know, you should be showing him off as much as humanly possible on an album. As a matter of fact, I'd, I'd only brought one guitarist if I was a Black Curls, just Rich. And he could play all my rhythm. And, you know, that way everybody knows, okay, Jimmy Page is doing all the lead work on this album. Yeah, but yeah. I think this band gave the, the Zeppelin songs a fuller sound than what Zeppelin did. Because Jimmy, well, yeah. Jimmy used a lot of fucking double track, triple tracks, and... And stuff well, yeah, like that. So he, he had he had other he had two guitar players doing those doubling for him. So I think it was easier for him to play. Yeah. Well, I know who played because he wrote the song. <laughs> so he well, I, it, yeah. you know? I know who I played right along. You know, the lead guitar on Rolling Stones' Beggars Banquet. I know who played lead guitar on that. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, Jimmy Page, right? <laughs> no. Oh, ooh. I'm the just, guy who played lead guitar. I'm just saying that fucking... Keith Richards. Yeah, Jimmy Page. He played Keith Richards. He played lead guitar on Beggar's Banquet. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying... Jim the only album when he played lead guitar. But Jimmy he played lead guitar on that album. And but it's I, one of my favorite I'm just saying... When, when, albums. when Zeppelin did these songs live... It didn't really have that studio quality because Jimmy was one guitar player, tripled and quadrupled his guitars. He so was great, though. He was great. I'm not saying it was, but this gives it the full studio no, sound of it with the other uh, guitar takes, players on there. It takes... <laughs> Wait. But just, just think of it this way. On this particular... It takes one Jimmy Page... To equal ten Rich Robinsons. Just, but Sorry. just think of it this way: on this particular track that I heard on this album, all right, live at the Greek. Yeah. It took three guitars because it took two guitars from Black Crows and Jimmy Page playing playing rhythm. So that's three guitars. Yeah. To sound as good, not great or better than, but as good. As Jimmy Page did when he was playing the song with Led Zeppelin. Yes. In I, fact, they could have been ten more guitars, and they still wouldn't have beat him. You know, because there's all there's only so many there's only so many cracks a rhythm guitarist can cover. You know, can can paint over. There's only, you Jimmy know, was bar none. Fantastic, and 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 and, and in in the the Black Crows 
I think they need three or four more guitarists to try to almost fill the role that Jimmy could well, do on his own. I think Jimmy picked the Black Crows because they had two capable guitarists that could play the other parts that he couldn't do live with Zeppelin, which gave it a more fuller no. sound. He wrote their guitar. That's why he did it. I don't did, know. Did Jimmy? I think he did it for money. I think he did it. Jimmy doesn't need money. Jeez. Well, then he did it because they were willing to do it or whatever. I, I have no idea. I think Jimmy Page did it because he wanted to tell people, to, you know, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm relevant. I'm still a That's cool. You know, he didn't, he didn't do it for money. He didn't do it for fame. He already has that. What he yeah. did it for was to say, hey, man, I'm still a relevant guitar player in today's market. Yeah. yeah. And I prefer Outrider. So listen to Outrider, people. Fuck, I hate that album. <laughs> shut up, it's a good album. I like the one song with Plant, and that's it. <laughs> oh, shut up, it's a good album. Okay, we should review it so I can shit on it's it. It's better than Small Creeps Day with Mike Rutherford. Well, I'll tell you what. You, you, want, a, you want a great Jimmy uh, album that Jimmy Page is on? Try the David uh, Coverdale Jimmy Page album. Oh yeah, that's I amazing. I love that album much. I agree. I, I agree with Tim. I, 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 I was like, oh, oh, shake my tree, blah 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 blah. Oh, I think that Shake album, my tree, no, blah, blah, blah 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 blah. Lee, I'm I gonna shake your tree. Hey. <laughs> I prefer it over, I guess, the '87 white snake album just because i don't like to hear that album but that's sorry but fuck one of the best songs of all time and still the nights on that fucking album now uh, I, I i don't like much yeah, which sounds that's like one song and i will admit that's an okay song which sounds like a led zeppelin cover tune it does but it fucking rules <laughs> <laughs> okay i will admit that but but the rest of the album oh, shut up nah well, it's like, like I, I, I'll, I'll listen, I'll listen to the cover tale page shit again, but, but, but I'll only do it just to see if I have any other opinion on it. If oh. I'm gonna listen to a White Snake album, I'm gonna listen to the one with John Sykes. Yep, I agree. Yeah. A lot of people like the one the, the ones without him, the original ones where they're just a blues band. I like yep. those albums, but I like the John Sykes albums when he did. I'd rather hear the Bite album, whatever when, that's called. When he Bite came, something. When he came on and did his version of "Slide It In" was the better album. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. I agree with you, Pookie. Oh, thank you. We should also do fucking, uh, fucking uh, John Sykes, uh, fucking super band. Fucking with Vinny on there, not a Vinny, a Car, uh, yeah, Vinny, right? I already. No, it's Carmine. That. Carmine, Blue yeah. Murder? Blue Murder, yeah. I already did it. Blue Murder. Well, we haven't done it. I don't want to do it. I might do the second one. Oh, God. Just, but, 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 I, never but I already did that album on, on another podcast. Yeah, I'm going to make you do Johnny the Fox by Thin Lizzy if you keep it up. Oh, I would rather do Blue Murder. <laughs> oh, man, if you want to do Johnny the Fox, man, bring me back on. I'll do Johnny the Fox. All right, then you and him can do it. That's a fantastic album. I know, right? Fantastic band. Lee hates the oh, Lizzie. Shut up. I would rather do Chinatown. <laughs> okay, do Chinatown. I would do sure Chinatown, too. That's cool. Right. I'll do Chinatown. Cool. All right, man. Well, Lee. Sugar Blues. 
Lee, what's your opinion on Whole Lot of Love? Uh, all right. Um, it's not bad. It doesn't beat the original Led Zeppelin version, but I did like the way they handled the middle part. It was at least somewhat interesting. All the but I prefer Led Zeppelin's original version to this. Yeah, with the hi hat and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, now they end it with a Zep staple, and again, Chris is no slouch. He sings it with soul, and a great way to end a, a great live album, in my opinion, uh, which is the first review of, of, of our live album series, in the first of a series yeah. we will cover. The first and the last. The next one will be Lee's live album pick. <laughs> so we're going to do this once a month, the live album series. This is part one. Ew, like really? to thank uh, Tim for coming on here, man. We'll have you back on for the Thin Lizzy Chinatown when we get to that. Uh, uh, when you finally get to it. <laughs> in a couple of years. A couple of years. All right, man. And uh, I also want to take a shout out to our brothers in our other podcast, uh, the DTM podcast with Devin Dugan, the Metal Dungeon podcast with Eric RMCP Jordan, the Rock and Metal Combat podcast with Dr. Fuck, uh, Ralph Fiera, and Wadzilla Ian Wally, the Decibel Geek podcast. And please... Uh, Donate to Rockin' Ron Runyon's fund to help him. He's got cancer. He needs help. And then his family help him out. And also, last but not least, the great Brian Davis movie podcast. Damn good movie memories, man. Check that out on all your pod, wherever you get your podcast. And then we get to our tracks of the week. And uh, Tim picked Motorhead. The chase is better than the catch. Fucking great song, Tim. Mm. And then, uh, Lee, I don't know how Lee picked this song, but fuck yeah. Uh, he picked Montrose, Bad Motor Scooter. Hey, that's a great one. Yeah. And then I, I went with the fill of this album. I went with Rival Sons, Lucky Girl. So I uh, pick a little uh, deep Please. Rival Sons track there. Please pick was the last album Sammy Hager sounded good on. Ah, whatever. Oh, um, <laughs> close to last. Oh, uh, fuck. You don't like Trans Am Highway? Shit. I love this one. Um... He did some good songs on Paper Money. I don't really care for that I one. I didn't get into that one. I didn't. I, I didn't like the whole album, but Space Age Sacrifice is a good song. Yeah. And as far as Sammy goes, I say that, but I he he does have a couple good songs solo, but a couple out of how many solo songs? Oh, you should hear his version of Flamingos Fly by Van Morrison. That will turn you off totally. <laughs> God, man, I didn't think we'd get into some Sammy hater. I love Sammy. He, he's I made a, I, I he's made know, a couple of bad I solo albums. Ben Morrison's parents. He's I made, knew them personally. He's made a bad he, like an album so living Van it up. Morrison sucked. was good, <laughs> but uh, I like Van Morrison. That was his ode to fucking Jimmy Buffett, which I hated. Living it up, fuck that album. But um, ew, yeah, it was horrible. Oh, I like Jimmy Buffett, but I, I I like him better than Sammy. Oh fuck! I always love <laughs> Sammy's uh, track, um, "Cruising and Boozing." I love that song too, man. That's a great track. One friend of mine from my he old group. He hasn't sounded that good Nicholas since. Nicholas, ah, you don't like any of the Chicken Foot stuff. No, my, oh, my, I love my, chicken foot. In my old, in my band long ago, one of the old members, Nicholas Kent, he liked Three Lock Box. I like Three Lock Box. Three Lock Box, uh, Stan and Hampton album. Everybody, everybody likes Stan and Hampton album. I thought it was way too commercial. 
I like Wait, that was the one that my cousins had. Yeah. Or no, no, they they had the album where he's next to this red car. Yeah. It's I think it's just called Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar. Stanley Hampton was just way too commercial. Ah, uh, yeah. I think we reviewed it. I like fucking uh, fucking you guys and, and are going. I think you I guys are going. The song that I didn't like. You, you guys. But are, I picked it. You guys, I had to pick something. You guys are going for those albums. I like his later albums better, like Marching to Mars, Red Voodoo, and Ten Thirteen's my favorite. It was what like about 2000. the one where Eddie Van Halen did bass? Oh, I love that album. Like in the self-titled, but then it became MTV Contest. Change it to Never Say Goodbye. I never say goodbye. I like that album. I love when the hammer falls. That fucking song rules. I I like the 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 ten seconds of it that I heard. <laughs> but Ten Thirteen, dude. Fucking from 2000, fucking Shaka Doobie, Let Sally Drive, Serious Juju, fucking rules. I love that, that fucking song. You know, Sam, Sammy lost a lot of um, integrity with me when he came out with a cover tune that was just selling his tequila. Uh. Oh, Mass Tequila? Yeah. He didn't have his tequila out when he did that album, no. He did the tequila way after that song. Right, but he was in the process of coming up with the recipe. But that was like years before, but though. Still, <laughs> you, can market, you can never market something too soon. <laughs> but it's like the, yeah. it's like ten years later, though, man. You can market it too late, but you can't market it too soon. That album was like ten yeah. years after his before his tequila came out, though. Doesn't matter. It does. Maybe he album. got the maybe he got the idea from the song to make a tequila, though. Or maybe he had it beforehand, and he was like, "Okay, I'm I'm working on a tequila now, so I might as well, you know, come up with this song, so I can have a hit song with it, and then make tequila." You ah. know that the song "Cabo Wabo" is based on the song "Make It Last," and he wrote that song. I yeah. love "Cabo Wabo." That's a great song. You but, know the song "Make It Last." Yes, I know "Make It Last." Okay. Come on. I, I even like I even like the fucking Haas album. Nobody likes that album. A lot of people like Haas album too. With him and fucking Haas? Neil Sean. Yeah, him and Neil Sean. Oh. Oh I, I, I like I like Neil Sean and Jan Hamer. <laughs> but you should listen to the Haas you album. You ought to listen good. to some of the Jan Hamer it's and Neil Sean thing. H S A S. Yeah, I just called Haas. <laughs> H A A A S. If that's not a terrible name for a band, I don't know what is. But it's still yeah. a good album. Hammerson, good album. Aronson, Shager and Shreve or Shone and Shreve. Yeah, whatever. All right, man. Well, thank thank you again for Tim being on here, man. Uh, love yeah, your. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank thank you for 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 trying to out talk me. And thank you for your service, man. We love you. Thank you Take for serving. Easy, All right, man. Thank right you. On, man. All right, Lee. Late. Uh, you know what to do, Lee. It's that time. It's time to say fucking goodbye. Goodbye, boo boo. Ha <laughs> ha. Later.
it seems that you went away but then I found evidence to the contrary
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.